Hello, everyone. This is Deb McBride, and welcome to my astrology podcast. Today is Sunday, June 9th, 2019, and I am recording from beautiful Escazú, Costa Rica. So we have some exciting things going on in the sky right now. And the first thing is a T-square, which is happening as we speak. What is a T-square? A T-square is a configuration between three planets. Now, there could be more than three planets, but there must be at least three planets. And there is a planet in the middle of two planets. So one planet is in opposition to another planet. And in the center, at the midpoint of those two planets in opposition, there exists another planet. So that, that planet is making a 90-degree aspect to the two planets that are in opposition to each other. So the opposition is 180 degrees. They're sort of right across the street from each other. And then think squaring them, 90-degree angle, is another planet. Now imagine drawing a T, the letter T, on a piece of paper, and you see that there would be a planet on one end of the top of the T, a planet on the other end of the top of the T, and another planet at the bottom of the T. That is a T-square. It means that there is an empty space on the opposite side. So think of a three-legged table that isn't stable and that there's energy or perhaps another planet that goes into the empty space of the T-square, which would then be two oppositions or a grand cross. And that would be obviously a cross, the shape of a cross. Now, the planets that are in opposition are the Sun and Jupiter. So the Sun is in Gemini and Jupiter is in Sagittarius. And in that opposition, okay, so we have the sun in, in versatile, wordy Gemini, and we have Jupiter in its own sign of Sagittarius, which it likes very much. And we are having a very opening, illuminating experience where the sun would be getting information for us and Jupiter would be opening the door to that information. Sitting in the middle of the T-square is Neptune. So cardinal signs, fixed signs, mutable signs, and these are the three different uh, modes of signs. So you've heard of earth, air, fire, and water. Well, there's also cardinal, fixed, and mutable. And we are dealing with mutable signs here. So when we are dealing with uh, anything that's in that same mode, cardinal, fixed, or mutable, they are always, even though they are similar in nature in, in, in this respect, mutable, uh, versatile, travelers, open, flexible, they are still in stress to one another. Oppositions and squares are stressful aspects. They are not comfortable aspects. So what we're looking at is this square where Neptune is in the center, squaring, being squared by the sun, and Jupiter is squaring Neptune. So two planets are squaring Neptune. And they are all approximately about 18 degrees because the sun is now at 18 degrees, Gemini. And Jupiter is at 19. So the sun will be squaring Jupiter exactly tomorrow. And Neptune's at 18. So as Jupiter is in retrograde, Jupiter and Neptune are going to get closer to an exact square. But this is good enough for the T-square right now because essentially what this is doing is it's putting an illumination on some stress that we might be feeling or some conflict that we might be feeling. So once the sun comes in, 
we've already got the square between Jupiter and Neptune happening. And once the sun comes in, it completes the T-square. So anything that might go into Gemini right now is going to get wrapped up in that T-square. Now, Venus went into Gemini yesterday, as I spoke about last week. And Venus is going to be there for a few weeks. And it won't really get involved in that T-square till a few weeks from now, later in the month. So we have that to look forward to. But that's a different vibe. This is the sun. And the sun is our life force. And the sun is our illumination. And the sun is our heat and our fire. And, and in Gemini, it gives us words. It gives us ideas. It gives us articulation and speech and thoughts and analysis and ideas and all sorts of things flying around in our brain. Jupiter and Neptune are not brain-oriented planets necessarily, especially since Jupiter's in its own fire sign and Neptune is in its own water sign. Now, Jupiter and Neptune are very strong where they are right now because they are in their own places. And so with that, we have to consider that they are in a very powerful place on their own without the sun's involvement without any sort of invitation from another planet. So we have this sun-Jupiter opposition, and today we're having a sun-Neptune square. And Neptune is a very slow-moving planet. And it, Neptune is the planet of, it can be illumination, inspiration, spirituality, um, mystery, fog, <laughs> It's the tides, it's the ocean. It's sort of that majesty of the ocean, you know, as opposed to just sort of the lunar tides that you experience when you go to the beach and it's high tide and it's the moon that's doing that. This is sort of the, the whole, the greatness of it, you know, Poseidon. Um, so what we are experiencing is a sun square Neptune right now. And the sun is bringing out any sort of illumination or any sort of psychic abilities we might have. Or perhaps in this case, it could also be that Neptune is giving us something that we don't believe or we do believe or we're believing something we shouldn't believe or something we aren't believing something we should believe. So we're, we could be believing something not believing something and we should believe it or believing something that's that's completely wrong <laughs> i know that's nice and confusing but that i purposely said it that way because that's neptune because you don't really know until you get away from neptune a little bit to see what it really is you gotta get a little distance from neptune and neptune could be totally giving you the wrong story or you are neptune's giving you the right story and you're taking it as the wrong story and you don't believe it, you don't have faith in it, you don't have any sort of value from it. You're just, yeah, I'm too skeptical to believe in any of that. And you are completely not aware of what is really happening. Or you're believing something and that's not happening at all and you're, the wool is pulled over your eyes. So this is a little bit of a caution because in any dealings with people, the wool could be pulled over our eyes. So we have to be very cautious and careful. And Gemini is a good place for the sun to be because it's intellectual. And it's saying, use your rational mind in this. Don't be afraid to use your rational mind and weigh things out and connect with the rational mind, but also leave room for the intuitive. 
not the fantastical, but the intuitive. So focus on what makes sense, but then extend it to what feels right intuitively. And Jupiter in its opposition should bring some clarity tomorrow because Jupiter is the planet of openness and it's the planet of answers. It's the planet of, you know, asking questions and receiving answers. It's the planet, you know, in Sagittarius, it's the planet of study and, and university and academia and intelligence. And, and Gemini is in a place of, you know, the sun is in Gemini, it's a place of intelligence. So we have to balance what our beliefs and our faith tell us and our intuition tells us with what is happening also rationally. That doesn't mean we throw out one for the other. This is a very important lesson because it's really easy to throw it all out and just say, I'm listening to my rational mind. I'm listening to the analysis. I'm not going with my gut. I'm not going with my hunches. I'm not, I'm shutting down my intuition. Not a good thing to do right now. Not a good thing to do. You have to focus on all of it and allow all of it in because It doesn't mean that one of these components has the answer over the other. So when we have T-squares, and this is a very important lesson for all of us to learn, if you have a T-square in your chart and they are extremely common, it is not an all or nothing. It means you have to balance everything and you have to balance what's happening on one side of the T-square with what's happening on the other side of the T-square. So the sun is talking to Neptune and it's talking to Jupiter and Jupiter and Neptune are talking to each other, but the sun is sort of coming in and connecting all of this and, and giving us some thoughts about it. Whereas Jupiter and Neptune are really giving us the insight, the intuition, the feeling. Yes, you are right. If your intuition is speaking to you and you feel your gut evolving on about a story in some way, pay attention to that, write it down, write it down because the sun in Gemini is going to help you articulate that. And sometimes when we get our intuitive flashes, we don't articulate them and they're hard to articulate, but we have to put down on paper so we can have some sort of tangible reference. Now, one or the other is not the answer to a T-square. Balancing all the energy is one answer to that. And We have been really in some interesting place because, you know, like I said, Neptune and Jupiter talking to each other and then the sun showed up. So now we have a T-square. And now we have some interesting relationship where the sun is giving us options because Gemini is always duality, right? So we have some duality in in what we're thinking, what we're feeling, what we're sensing. And when we have a T-square in our chart and when we have a T-square in the sky, we have to pay close attention to what is happening on sort of all ends and balance it and navigate it because there is a navigation that needs to happen with a T-square. It is empowering for us to step away from something like this and say, I made my own decisions. I got some feedback from people and I got some answers from people, but I made my own decisions. And I really made some powerful decisions, even though I was getting a a mess of information from all sorts of people. So 
whenever you have a T-square in your chart, one of the lessons about the T-square, especially if outer planets are involved, like Neptune or Pluto or Uranus, we, we want to balance whatever's happening on one end with the other end. So if you're, you know, we're looking at, you know, the sun opposite Jupiter. So Jupiter is like all about, hey, let's be optimistic. Let's like do that road trip. Let's go, go, go. And the sun is saying, but let's look at the details and the analysis of this. What, what are the prospects of this? What can we do with this? What do we need to think about when we propose this jumping in the car road trip? Because Jupiter's always ready to go, especially in Sagittarius. So what do we figure? We think about, hmm, okay, do I have enough uh, resources to take this trip? Do we have, uh, do I have enough time to take this trip? You know, all the rational things that Gemini presents. And then Neptune, of course, is using your intuition. We don't want to be too rational here. We don't want, like I said, you don't want to throw out intuition for rationale. We have to balance everything. And sometimes the best thing to say is, I really don't know. This is my gut feeling. This is what my rational mind says. And actually, I don't know what's going to happen. So I'm going to wait and see. And I'm going to just trust my gut and just follow my path and do my homework and do what I need to do here. And that is the best way to handle all of it because you're answering to all of it. You're saying, I have the optimism of Jupiter. I have the rational mind of the sun in Gemini. I have the intuition and the insight of Neptune and I'm inspired, but to take inspired action and my hunches are correct, but you just have to sort of sit and, and listen, you know, during <laughs> that time of Gemini and I keep telling people to listen. What is going to get very interesting is that the moon right now is in Virgo. So that's the fourth um, mutable sign. And that's the fourth leg of the table. So in the middle of the night tonight, if you are on New York time or East Coast time in the United States, and if you're not, then you're in another time zone and you should look at this. 1.18 a.m., the moon is going to oppose Neptune. And then half an hour later or so, it's going to square the sun. And then it's going to square Jupiter about an hour or so later, 45 minutes later. So the moon in the middle of the night is going to fill in the fourth leg of the table, the fourth end of the T-square, the energy that shoots out of the empty space. Now we no longer have a T-square. Now we have a grand cross. So this is a mutable grand cross with the moon in Virgo, the sun in Gemini, the planet Jupiter in Sagittarius and the planet Neptune in Pisces. And so this is all very interesting because now the moon in Virgo is very rational and very particular about the details. And I'm glad I'm going to be asleep during all of this. <laughs> um, but, you know, pay attention to your dreams tonight, you know, if you're, if it's happening while you're asleep. But by the time we get up in the morning, the moon is going to be void at 8.01 a.m. Eastern time. And I'm two hours earlier, so it will definitely be void by the time I get up. And it's going to be void all day tomorrow till 8.29 p.m. Eastern time. And so there you go. We're not dealing with it anymore. The last aspect that the moon makes before it goes void is the trine to Pluto. So it's going to trine Saturn and Pluto because it is an inert sign. And so that's happy energy. So this is a very interesting, very interesting aspect. You might start feeling it a little bit tonight that moon opposite Neptune. 
So, you know, the, what do we do with this energy? We pay attention. We pay lots of attention because the sun is triggering the Neptune-Jupiter square, which is going to be exact next Sunday at 11.18 a.m. on Father's Day in the United States, if you're in the United States, and 11.18 a.m. Eastern time. And so they are going to, this is, this is an illumination about that. Meditate, do a ritual, sit down and focus. Use the energy positively. A grand cross is a whole lot of energy, a lot of energy. And so, and it's a mutable sign. So it's very energetic. So I hope we can sleep tonight. <laughs> the sun is really getting triggered by all of this. The moon is getting triggered. This is, everything's a trigger right now. And so while we're paying attention to this, we need to also, you know, if you get ideas, if you have a hunch, write it down. Listen carefully, write it down. Use the energy wisely. And if you're asleep and you can't really use the energy, it's okay. Make an intention before you go to sleep tonight that you're going to get an answer to something in your sleep. Because Virgo's very practical. So while the moon is in Virgo and it's being very practical, maybe a practical resolution will come to some issue that you're having. And you should pay attention to that. So out of all four of those signs, Virgo is the most practical and the most, it's the earth sign. It's the most down to earth. It's the most, um, of all of the four of them, it's the one that's going to come up with the most boring detail and idea. <laughs> um, you know, whereas Jupiter wants us to go off and have some wild adventure and Neptune is hoping for a, a beautiful fantasy and a beautiful sunset in that wild adventure. However, it really is a powerful combination. It's a good combination. This is not a nasty bunch of planets and aspects and everybody fighting and hating each other. So watch this energy, pay attention, see how you feel as you're going to sleep tonight and see what dreams you have and see what you feel like when you get up in the morning and, you know, use that 12 hour, 12 and a half hour void moon to get some practical stuff done because the moon is still in Virgo, even though it's void. And then it goes into Libra tomorrow evening. It is a first quarter moon at 19 degrees of Virgo. So what else is going on? Well, Venus just went into Gemini and she'll make this aspect. She will only be in a T-square, not in a grand cross. And what we're looking at is uh, the other elements this week, which is Mars, which is going to start getting connected to the Saturn-Pluto. And so we know the Saturn-Pluto is happening. And on Friday, which is Flag Day in the United States, the 14th, Mars is going to oppose Saturn. Now, here we are with another 180-degree aspect. And Mars is in the sign of Cancer. It's not Mars's favorite sign because it likes to be in Capricorn, but Saturn's there and so is Pluto. So it's going to talk to Saturn on Friday. So Mars on the 14th is going to be at 18 degrees of Cancer. And it's going to make a lovely aspect to Neptune, a nice trine to Neptune. So frankly, this is actually really good time for manifestation work because the moon is going to be in Scorpio that day. And that's, you know, dealing with a lot of unseen energies. Mars is trining Neptune. Mars is opposing Saturn. So, you know, Saturn is a planet of manifestation, like when you've got it in your hand, but Mars being in a water sign and trining Neptune, and we have a moon in Scorpio, that's all very manifestation oriented. So maybe during this 
grand cross this weekend, tonight and tomorrow, you want to focus on what you want to manifest at the end of the week. And think about manifestation. Think about what you can bring into being. Think about something that has been hanging in the air, perhaps, and you need to get your hands on it. And you need to have it in your hand. Like, okay, I've been working on this project and I need to get this solid in my hand. Because Mars-Saturn is very solid. It's not the, the nicest of aspects. So be nice to people. Be conscious on Friday. Be conscious in the days going up to Friday and the days after Friday as Mars gets connected to Saturn this week. The exact aspect is Friday. It's going to be coming into its opposition. You know, it's already at 15 degrees, so it's already three degrees away. So, you know, get some work done. Do some work. Keep your head down. Don't, don't, don't initiate anything untoward with anybody. Not a time to argue. Not a time to argue. Don't do that. And just especially once we start getting into the moon in Scorpio. You know, Mars rules the day there because Mars rules Scorpio. And Pluto does rule Scorpio, but Mars is really involved with Scorpio. And, you know, it's trining Neptune. It's going to oppose Saturn. That's, at the end of the day, it's going to be okay because of that lovely aspect to Neptune. But remember that it's still getting into that sticky mess between Saturn and Pluto. Now, it is going to be in Cancer. So it's on the other side of the Zodiac from Saturn-Pluto. And what will happen is next, the week after next on the 19th, it's going to hit that Pluto. It's going to oppose Pluto. So between Friday and then the 14th and then Wednesday, the 19th, next week, it will be getting closer to that. It will be in that zone of opposition to both of them. So just work hard, focus, uh, and don't, Try not to get entangled with anything like arguments with people. Just don't, just try to stay out of it. Work things out. Gemini, we're in Gemini right now. The sun is in Gemini. Venus is in Gemini. We want to be seeing both sides of things. We want to see one hand and the other hand. We want to balance things in a way that in our brains, you know, left brain, right brain. We want to think about things before we speak. Think before you speak. Very important. And in the meantime, the moon will be in Libra tomorrow night, all day Tuesday, and then go void 11, 15 a.m. on Wednesday. And that's it, folks. All day, moon void in Libra. So again, do your work. <laughs> Get your details done. And then on uh, Thursday, it'll go into Scorpio right around midnight and be in Scorpio and then go void 3.45 p.m. on Friday. So again, you know that Friday is it's just not a day to like start anything um, with anybody. So 3.45 p.m. Eastern time. Goes into Sag 5 in the morning, Saturday morning the 15th, and then is in Sag for the rest of the weekend. Um, Jupiter and Neptune are going to square next Sunday the 16th. And at the same time, Mercury will be opposing Saturn. So Mercury first, you know, Mercury's in Cancer now too, you know, last week. And um, Mercury is going to follow Mars's footsteps. So we're going to have Mars oppose Saturn on Friday. And then on Sunday, Mercury opposed Saturn. So what, 
whatever you avoid an argument on Friday or what you don't, don't even start it up again on Sunday. Don't. <laughs> there might be a flashback. Maybe you're, you know, you're going to have a rough work day or something on Friday. Maybe there's just going to be too much to do because it's more Saturn. It's like a lot of work. Um, it could have a little flare up on Sunday. So just be aware of that. Don't get too involved in, um, you know, uh, getting nitpicky over the details because Mercury Saturn can do that. Just be aware of what's going on. Listen, pay attention. Mercury's going to make that same very lovely trying to Neptune. So it's following Mars's footsteps. Mars is going in first as always because Mars is first. And this time it's going in first. It's going to like lay the groundwork and then Mercury's going to come in and follow up. Mercury being the planet of communication. We are in Gemini. It rules Gemini. Yeah. So we're going to have a certain amount of uh, Mercury ruled events, you know, in these next few days and next weekend. The Jupiter Neptune will square exactly. Now, the last time Jupiter and Neptune squared was January 13th of this year. Uh, I think that was a Sunday and it was January 13th. But regardless, that was the last time the Jupiter Neptune hit. Now, they are again meeting up. So think back to January because that day was the one week in between the two eclipses between January 5th and January 20th. So there were two eclipses back in January. That day was right in between the two of them. And that was the last time Jupiter and Neptune squared. So you want to think about that a little bit because even though they're squaring on Sunday, Monday starts the the opening of the eclipse period. There's no eclipse, but the opening of the eclipse period. So here we are again. So there's things happening. There's things we are connecting with. There are things that will probably relate back to those January eclipses and be aware because they were very intense. And we're coming on that eclipse period for next month. And, you know, you want to take a look at what was going on back in January. Think about it. And what could potentially be um, popping up again for a revisit. And so we have a lot of energy flying this week, a lot. A T-square turning into a grand cross this, this next couple days, very powerful. Then it's going to be calm for a few days, but then we're going to get that Mars involvement and then Mercury following in its footsteps. So it's really, there's a lot of energy. And then we have a full moon next Monday at 25 Satch. And that means the sun is going to be at 25 Gemini. And they are, you know, going to open, swing open that door. And then we're going to see Mars and Mercury catch up to one another right after that. So listen, pay attention, think, don't jump the gun. Think before you speak, see Mercury, see Mars takes action. Then Mercury thinks about it. So what we've got here is Mars wants to take action and think later, like shoot first, ask questions later. Don't want to do that. <laughs> Don't want to do that. Pay real attention before you do anything. Um, you know, Mercury rules Gemini, but it's in Cancer. <laughs> and so emotions may run away. Mars may run away with your emotions and the Mercury wants to talk about it later. Don't do that, okay? Be very cautious and aware of your behavior and your actions and your thoughts. If you are thinking of shooting the pistol on Friday and then on Sunday you're going to go, you know what, I really should have had that conversation with them before I shot the pistol. Don't do that. <laughs> Think about it first. Pull back. 
put the pistol away <laughs> and sit down and try to think about it, even though Mercury isn't an emotional sign of cancer. So we are in Gemini. Hopefully the thought patterns will rule the day before we go and do anything dumb. And that's about it for now. I am Deb McBride. I have a new video up on my YouTube page. I announced last week it's about the South Node and the North Node in Cancer and Capricorn, uh, Capricorn and Cancer respectively, and how they're involved with the Saturn Pluto and how we do need to be paying attention to the South Node and Saturn as they get together again next month and then again in September. So have a look at that. I invite you to contact me if you would like an astrology session. My email is deb at debmcbride.com. And I invite you to look at my Twitter, which is Deb Astrology, and so is my Instagram, Deb Astrology. I'll be back next week. And in the meantime, I hope you have a lovely week ahead. Thank you for listening.